Good morning, friends. Welcome to Good Christmas morning. at Timber Creek. How are you guys doing this morning? Yeah. Oh, come on. That was better than all three services before, but I think you can do better. How are you? There we go. Merry Christmas. Everybody say Merry Christmas back to me as loud as you can. Merry come on, let's practice this. Ready? When I say Merry, you say Christmas. Merry? Oh, come on. This side's pretty loud over here. Okay, I want to take this side over here. You got... You got that sound of not guys so have loud my back, over there. All right. Okay, I think my side can be way louder than your side. Way I don't know. I don't louder. think so. Let's try it, okay? Just this side right here, okay? You guys hone in right here, okay? I need you guys. I need don't you. Don't let me down. My jacket looks better than Pastor says. No. My, my side over here is going to be louder than Pastor says. No. No way. Okay, let's try it. Ready? Here we go. Ready? Just this side. Mary! Take that. Right. You guys ready? Get the no, vocal cords. Get the vocal cords stretched they, out, you guys. They ain't got nothing on this. Oh, all right, I'm gonna say Mary, and you're gonna just scream it out loud. You ready? I don't I play feel for like, keeps, all y'all. Right? We, like we can't ready. just. We just can't just like make this happen. Like it's gonna. It's gotta happen. You ready? <laughs> Here we go, Mary. Oh, not so Mike bad. Drop. Not so bad. Right there. Come if on. If these mics weren't so expensive, we could drop them, but we're not allowed to. So <laughs> we're not, They cost a little bit of money. We're not so. going to do that. Hey, we are so pumped that you are here at Timber Creek Church yeah. for our very last Christmas experience. Are you guys ready? Yes. Hey, we got snow outside. There's snow. s'mores, hot chocolate. There's a crazy train driver. We had to tell him to slow down a little bit. That thing was going crazy, but it Come was on. fun. I'll tell you that. The it was fun. The Polarizing Express. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Pretty crazy. Hey, we got one more service. This is going to be the best one of all. It is going to be so much fun. Kid works. Kids are getting checked into kids works right now. If you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, if you've ever seen a kid just like walking on the street, tell them kid works is the place kid to works. be. So much fun from birth to fifth grade. If you've got kids in the room right now, I promise you they will so much more enjoy it over there. This service is awesome, but yeah. that service is made for kiddos, okay? So if your kids get active, if you got babies, in the room, they get active. We've got tons of opportunities for you. Besides KidWorks, our nursery, um, we have nursing mother rooms and all of our bathrooms set up. We have a family room, a cafe with TVs of, of live images of our service. Um, so if your babies do get active, we've got plenty of space. We'll get you a free cup of coffee. We're just glad you're here, we're but so we'll help glad. you out. So go. Hey, and we want to kick things off, and here's what we're here to do. Other than look really, really good, we are here to have a little bit of fun with you guys, kind of stir the pot, and we want to play a couple games, all right? I love games. So here's games. what we're going to do. We're going to play a little game I like to call the Christmas Movie Emoji Challenge, all right? Challenge. We love emojis, challenge. right? Some of y'all have already used a ton of emojis already today on Christmas Eve. I have. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to put up some emojis on the screen, okay. and you have to guess which Christmas movie those emojis are representing, all right? And here's the cool thing. All of you. Everybody say, all of us. All of us. All of you can be involved, and all you have to do is raise your hand. All you have to do is raise your hand, and Pastor Jonathan's going to run around. He's got a microphone, and That's he's right. going to let you answer the question. All right? Hey, they're pretty good. The first three services, they got a lot of them. They and were good. If you get them right, uh -huh. you get some Cafe Aroma yeah. free drink Let's do it. Cards. Let's do it. So let's get this rolling. Let's have a little fun. Let's throw the let's first one Let's make it rain some there. Cafe Aroma out here. If you know the answer, raise your hand. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We've got a frog, it? a pig, Nobody a Christmas over here. tree, an open book. Well, we got one. We got one. We got a few. Notes. We got a few. What is it? She said well, a Muppet 
Christmas a Carol. Christmas Carol. That was close. Is it right? Let's see the answer. That's oh, what I'm yeah. talking about. Give her a big round of applause. Kermit the Frog here. We got another one. Let's go to the next one. We've got a clock. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A bell, an angel, a clock, we got? a bell, and an angel. First hand. Whoa, over here. I over here. This is a classic She kind of right waved here. it halfway. She doesn't know anymore. She might know. You don't know? Anybody on this side? Come on. Somebody's got to know got? this one. Come on. Please don't make me run to the other side of the room. I knew it. I knew it. Uh-oh. They got this some hands side, way back way over, over here. here. What is it in the back? It's a wonderful life. The answer is, it's a wonderful That's life. That's what I'm talking about. Pass that Man. down to her. Give her a round of applause. That Come was good. Come on in, guys. Come on in. We're just getting you warmed up for our Christmas services. We're so pumped you're here. We're playing a little game, and you can jump on in. You've got to guess what the emojis, what Christmas movie it represents. Throw up a hand if you've got the right answer. Let's go to the next one. Here we go. Uh-oh. I think this one's kind of easy. You guys know it? You guys know it? You Shout know it? it out. Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. That's probably Street. not it. Oh, oh yeah. it's it. It's it right here. Give him a big round of applause. Hey, you guys with me this morning? Somebody yeah. say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let's go to the next one. Here we go. We've got a larger man. We've got that, some That's a little smaller. rude, but we'll keep going. We've got a taller man. That's, I think that's more politically <laughs> that's better. correct. Smaller man. We've got a hand waving, a, a taxi cab, and some candy. Oh, he's got the right answer? He beating them children. That's family vacation right there when I was growing up. That's, that's my daddy. Smack to the face. Because uh -oh. everybody. What is it? You guys got it? What is it? Is it Elf? She said Elf. You guys think is it's it Elf? Is it Elf? Let's see the answer. It is. Oh, yes. Very good job. Come on, we got. We got another more. one. Let's do it. Uh oh. I oh think come this on, this easy. one's good. This one's good. You know it. What is it? Shh, I don't know if this is right or not. She said the Polar Express. She said the Polar Express, and the of answer course is it's right. There the we go. Polar I got one more. I got one more. One more. Here we Who go. Is the it? last one. Oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Uh oh. Come on. Oh wait. We're Lots we're coming back. This up. is this is. This is for the money right here. What is it? Is it Home Alone? Is the answer Home Alone? And That's what I'm talking about. Man. Man, hey. you guys are good. We are so excited that you're here with us. We've got an incredible service coming your way. But Pastor Jonathan, I'm excited about what's coming in January here at Timber Creek Church. Yeah, man, we are so excited about an upcoming series called Uphill Habits. Hey, we've got bad habits we need to break. We've got some good habits that we need to make. And this series is going to kick our year off right, right? So when all of us start to get into Planet Fitness, at least the first three days of January, That's me. the fudge is eaten, the ham is gone. Thank you, Jesus. It's all ready to go. We've got to get back up into those good habits. So Uphill Habits... Take a look at the screen. Check out this. telling you, you don't want to miss it. Uphill Habits right here at Timber Creek Church, January 2018. Can you guys believe it's going to be 2018? We're Is that there. crazy or what? 
Man, that's wild. Flying cars are coming our way. Hey, people are coming in. Come on in. Have a seat. If you see a seat uh, in the middle or whatever, if you're that person that sits on the end when there's 100 other people in the seats open in the middle, scoot down for us so that our friends that are coming in can get a seat too. One more time, I want to mention KidWorks is available. We've yeah. got stuff going on for birth all the way to fifth grade. We've got an incredible special needs program. We've got you covered, parents. If you're deciding that, you know what, you want to have your kids in the room today, that's fine. If you want to have a Christmas service as a family. If children begin to get active, we do have incredible opportunities. We've got a cafe with a live feed of our service. We've got an awesome family room that you can sit together as yeah. a family or with a little one if you're not ready for our nursery yet. All kinds of opportunities. We'll even grab you a free cup of coffee because you deserve it, right? Right, mamas? Right? <laughs> you deserve it. So we're just excited you're here. So Hey, we've got one more game. We want to have a little fun with all of you guys. Let's do it. And when I say all of you guys, I'm pointing at the people that, like, don't get involved with stuff. Let's have a little fun, <laughs> all right? Do you guys like eggnog? Yes. I love it. You I guys don't, like, don't eggnog. like eggnog? How many of you do like eggnog? You love eggnog. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. How many See? of y'all don't like eggnog? There we go. Those oh, are my people right there. This is embarrassing. You we know like what? You. Not everybody can be great. Not hey. everybody can be great. Hey, we've got a little game I like to call, did they nog it? Did we got to go through this it? pretty quick, but just a couple things we want to throw up there. We're going to throw up a word, and if you think that they have taken this item, it could say toothpaste, and if you think that they've taken toothpaste and they've eggnogged it, then you're going to stand up from your seat. But Egg if you don't think that they have, then you're going to stay in your seat. So let's just give it a shot. Let's try it out. Here we go. Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Did they nog it? Jelly beans. If you think they eggnogged it, stand up. And if you don't think they have, then sit down. Is there such thing as eggnog jelly beans? Here we go. Let's check it out. Let's see it. They, they nogged nogged it. it. Here we go. We got on. one more. Let's, Let's do go it. to the next one. Coffee. coffee. Come on. We know this one, people. This we know easy. this one. Is there such thing as eggnog coffee? Show it to us. Show it. There they we go. It. That's right. Come Let's on. do another one. We need Let's a hard one. Next one. Snickers bar. Oh, that is a hard one. This is like taking Christmas and like, Mixing it with when you're hangry. You know what I'm talking about, anybody? <laughs> Let's see. Do you Here think that they eggnogged it? Stand up. If you don't, stay seated. I got a couple believers. Just a few. Just a few. Is there such thing? Let's see. No. They did it. No, again. Oh, you tried. You guys are smart. That's embarrassing, but we it's can't okay. Fool these guys. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's okay. try one more. Here we go. Candy, candy corn. corn. Eggnog and candy corn. It's like the worst combination. It's the greatest Christmas ever. What? That's nasty. Come on. Did they nog it? Candy corn. Candy corn. Let's see it. Boom. They nogged it. it. I would love some eggnog Man. candy corn. Sounds amazing. I know we're getting crazy about eggnog, but let us just say one more time, we are so excited that you're here with us. We've got a great service plan for you, for your kids over in KidWorks. We're going to have an awesome time. Guys, there's snow outside. There's snow outside. Like 30,000 pounds of snow. It's a lot. Do you know nobody knows this? I haven't even told Pastor Jeremy yet, but we had to get like 10,000 pounds extra. more of snow because <laughs> last night our kids Come had on. so much fun. So we've got extra snow, get like ready. s'mores, hot chocolate, so much fun after this service. Hey, when you take pictures today, take tons of them, of the service, of Come outside. On. We want to see them, and it's really easy. All you got to do is hashtag them at hashtag Timber Creek Church, hashtag okay? Timber it. Creek Christmas. Timber Creek Christmas, that easy. I would love to see him. Are you guys ready for an awesome service? Hey, let's do this. Timber Creek Christmas.
Merry Christmas, everybody. Looking good, kids. You know how hot and radioactive those stars are that they're carrying in? It's crazy. Hey, we love our kids. In fact, one of our core values here is we want more for the next generation. I don't know a grandma or a grandpa or a mom or dad that say to their kids, we really don't want you to ever excel past us. We always want more for the next generation. And I see there's a lot of kiddos in our room today. Love it. We, we, this is a family environment. But I also want to say if you're a guest and you're visiting, you've got to check out beyond the, the snow and beyond the s'mores and the hot chocolate after service. We have invested in a state-of-the-art children's center, and I know how parents, listen, my kids grew up in this church. They grew up through our nursery and they're growing up through our, our, our student ministry. I want to say to you, if you've never taken a tour of our kids' center and you're looking for a place that's a safe place where your kids can find and follow Jesus and where you can be encouraged and developed as well as a, a primary discipler of your kids, we'd love to show you around our kids' center. Just a great place uh, to be. So glad that you're here. Listen, I love Chris. I just love it. I like giving gifts. I like getting gifts. I ain't going to lie. I've gotten some great gifts for some people, and I've also gotten some gifts like where, you know, what were they thinking? Why would they think I, you know, like, uh, you know, subscription to Slim Fast? What does that mean, you know? But uh, I, I remember my family, eighth grade, I got, they gave me a, a, back in the day, silk shirts were like super cool. And uh, hey, if you're wearing one today, they're still super cool. But, but, but I wore this black silk shirt to school, and like three or four days later, it was washed, it was put back in my room, and I noticed that on the tag inside, it said Donna Karen, which is like a woman's blouse. My parents got me a woman's blouse. They didn't purposefully do that, and you say, oh, now it makes a lot of sense. But no, that's like a bad gift. So I want you to think of a good gift you've gotten, and maybe a not so good gift, and, and tell the person next to you real quick, or behind you, or whatever, a good gift or a bad gift. Come on, go ahead, go ahead, tell them like a favorite gift or kind of not so good. Kind of tell them out. Some of you husbands are finding out right now that that was not as good of a gift as you thought it was. All right, you can be seated. You can be seated. So glad to have you. Hey, if you're a guest in the house and you are checking out Timber Creek Church for Christmas services, thrilled to have you. Let's give our guests a huge welcome this morning. So glad you've joined us today. My name is Jeremy, I'm one of the pastors here, and I just, on behalf of my wife and I and our whole pastoral staff and our team, we're thrilled that you would celebrate Christmas Eve with us. We have had a packed out house yesterday on both services this morning, but there's still snow and hot chocolate and s'mores and great music and candlelight uh, moments and a message that I think is going to challenge you, but also encourage you right where you are. But I want to do just a couple housekeeping moments real quick. Uh, right there in your seat back pocket is a connect here card. And you know, I know that maybe if you're in the front row, you don't have a seat back pocket. So maybe if you're in the second row, instead of them reaching back and grabbing your knee, maybe just hand them a connect card. Cause I want everybody in the room, whether you're a guest, whether you're a senior whether you're brand new, whether you got dragged here by your grandma because she said you're coming to Christmas Eve or I'm writing you out of the will. Whatever you are, everybody grab this card right here, all right? Right in your seat back pocket. Everybody take a look. We have, been, we have, we have gone through a, a couple thousand of these already. But right here, here's what I'd love for you to do. 
Um, we want to get to know you, and if you trust us with your information, if you're visiting, we'd love for you to fill out this card so we could tell you more about the church and kind of meet you where you are and answer any questions you might have. And this is one way we communicate to each other through here. You can check us out on Facebook and, and our Timber Creek Church Facebook page, and we can connect there as well. But we'd love for you to fill this out. On the back side, you can see that we're thanking God for stuff and we're asking God for stuff. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But if you're here and you've got something to be thankful to the Lord, we want to celebrate that with you. Make sure you write that down. And if you've got a need, we don't think anybody should be praying alone about anything. And so if you've got a prayer request this Christmas, please write that down. We, Our pastoral team, our whole staff want to be praying over your request so you're, no, you're not alone in that, in that prayer. But I really want to draw your attention to this piece right here. It says A, B, C, and D. This is the annual Christmas survey. And we're going to all take this together, whether you've been a part of this church for 90 years or you are just visiting for the first time, everybody is going to take this survey at the end of my message, okay? So keep that close because at the end of my message then, we'll celebrate the Lord by giving a birthday gift to Jesus with our tithes and our offerings and also our connect cards, especially if you're a guest. We consider this your gift today, but everybody, make sure you fill out the survey, okay? Sound good? Hey, listen, I just want to remind you, like I said earlier, in your seat, you saw this church any kid can come to. We love the next generation from kids all the way into youth and beyond we we have invested in I mean just the best staff and the best people and the best dream teams and we want we want your kids to be a part of what's going on here at Timber Creek but on the other side you can see uphill habits and I know that January comes we've got New Year's resolutions and some of you you're gonna you are gonna you're gonna hit it hard for nine days straight at the, at the gym, right? And, and, and you're going to get started. That's okay. We want to talk about uphill habits because listen close. Anything in your life that's worth giving your time to, there's going to be some uphill to it. There, 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 marriages don't just coast. There's some uphill to it. And we want to talk about developing uphill habits that really will give you the momentum for life. I'm going to take three weeks. Also, on Wednesdays in January, we're going to be having Wednesday night worship and communion and prayer. It's going to be an awesome time led by Pastor Stephen and our worship band. And just going to have awesome time of just really recalibrating the new year and talking about uphill habits for 2018. If you don't have a church home... Or maybe you just kind of been out of the habit. Maybe Christmas and Easter is your thing. And, and, but really, other than that, you just feel like you're too busy. I just want to challenge you. You, 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 you. You're not too busy to put God first in your time on Sunday. And I invite you to be a part of here. If you can't come on, on, on here, you can watch online. We want to be connecting with you and serving you uh, the way Jesus would have us serve you. So those are the announcements. Now let's talk about the thanking God and asking God. Uh, we do this every, for during this season, we're, we're praying this every, every single Sunday. We've got things to be thankful for. We received last week a sister that was healed after suffering severe burns. Wow. God's hand is at work in my marriage and my family. Some of you, that's a prayer request, but we thank God for what you're doing. And then provision of a new job. I know that that's a huge deal, especially in the Christmas time. As much as we have to be thankful for, we also have some things we're asking God for. Protection for me and my baby during our pregnancy. Strength to quit smoking. That's a tough habit. That's a tough habit to break. Freedom from depression. Yeah. And maybe you have something that you can relate to on that list or maybe something in your own life that you need to ask God for. The, the protocol of coming into God's presence, we say to our kids, say please and then. But God's protocol is thank you and then please. And so we thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. We thank you that you brought us into this Christmas season. We thank you that you're still moving, you're still alive, you're still the same God with us. 
But God, we also ask that you would touch the needs that are represented on this screen. We ask for every need represented in the room that you would do what only you can do because you can do way above and beyond what we could even think of. We could even imagine. We could even comprehend. That's the Jesus we're celebrating. Way more than just a baby in a manger and a cute Christmas song. The Savior of humanity. We come to you and we say thank you for listening to us when we pray. Now, Father, for the rest of this service, as we sing, as we listen, as we reflect, there are some of us in the room that we're right where we need to be. We're not perfect, but we're following you. And then there's others of us. Maybe this is a moment where you've brought us into an intersection where maybe we've drifted or maybe we need hope and might not know what's next. I pray by the time we leave today, all of us will say to each other, I've heard from God. We ask it in the name of Jesus, the strong son of God. And everybody said amen. Amen.
told that his name would be Jesus and because he'll be Savior, he'll save people from his sin, but he'll be given a nickname, Emmanuel, which is God with us. We wouldn't be here today because, you know, birthdays, when they're young, we go all out. Anniversaries, I think they start strong, but sometimes it's kind of like, oh, hey, happy 27th, you know. And, but, but there's power in every Christmas because we're reminded that it's, it's not just getting old. It's, it's new every morning. It's, it's fresh every morning. There's, there's a Jesus that doesn't get older. There's a Jesus that's faithful to us every single day and is exactly who we need every day because he's with us. Father, over the next few moments, I pray that you would make yourself known to us. Many times in church, Lord, we pray this prayer. We say, Lord, we invite you in, but really, you are the host today. And Jesus, you have invited us in. And you invite us into your story. You invite us into your hope. You invite us into your grace and peace and love. May we answer the invitation every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Man, when I was a kid, I could not wait. And those of you that have kids at home, you know. You know, maybe you're a kid at heart and you still feel this way. But like, my, I think my nine-year-old was like on November 8th saying, can, can I get a present open? You know, like he's ready to go already. You know, we don't even have a tree up. We're not even celebrating Thanksgiving yet. And he's like, hey, did you get my list? I made sure I left it in 17 places. I mean, I, 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 went, I came home one day and there was a huge list uh, like stuck to the refrigerator just in case, you know. And uh, they, they're just anticipating. And, and, you know, when we're kids, we cannot wait till, till it gets here. And it feels like it goes on forever. Like, like I, you remember when you're younger, it like the, the years, I mean, the days are just dragging by. Like, it felt like eighth grade was like three years long for me. Some of you, it was three years long for you. Uh, sorry. But, 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 you know, you just feel like it just drags on. But then the older you get and the more people you talk to, the little older than you, they say this statement. I mean, everybody says it. I have not met one person that says, you know, time really just goes slow. Everybody says, man, I can't believe how fast things are going. I can't believe how fast the time has gone. I can't. And so as, as a dad now and a husband, I'm like, we're at Christmas again? And our kids are like, it's taken forever to get here. But, you know, that, that whole time and how quickly our focus changes, how quickly our perspective changes, really brings me to kind of a statement that I've been saying lately. And, and it's this, how quickly the world can change. What I used to feel took forever now goes so fast when I, when I see that, that, you know, one of, my, one of my first dates in high school 20 years ago was to Titanic. And it's been 20 years, 20 years, how quickly the world can change. And, you know, I think of what I wanted for Christmas versus what my kids want for Christmas, how quickly the world can change. And, and, I, and I think about the phraseology that, that we're using now that when I was a kid, I didn't know about. I didn't even know to ask for these things. And how some of our vernacular has become very common. But years ago, especially your parents or grandparents, they wouldn't have thought about these things. Like, like Christmas, one of the most popular gifts right now is a drone. And we weren't thinking about that. Drone was like some kind of science fiction thought years ago. Or, you know, we had... ISIS, which is a much more serious issue, but we weren't thinking of some kind of radical Islamic state of Iraq and Syria, but yet this is a major thing that globally 
is affecting people. The currency Bitcoin, like uh, many people still don't even know what is Bitcoin, but it's been up and it's been down and it's a new pro- it's a new currency. And you know, currency's crazy how quickly the world can change. Uh, what used to be a cash society, I was talking to a bank for president friend of mine just the other day saying, on Good Friday, we spent less than, uh, only 5% or less of money spent on Good Friday was actually cash. Everything else was digital numbers through the sky and credit and debit cards and gift cards. Isn't that nuts? How quickly the world can change. I went to Disneyland, and it looked like everybody was walking around a couple years ago with golf clubs in the air, just walking around with golf clubs, you know? But selfie sticks and selfies, how quickly, how quickly the world can change. Everybody do your best duck lips and get your selfie on, right? How quickly the world can change. Hey, this was a huge, for, for us in Texas, Hurricane Harvey, how quickly the world can change, talking with some friends, new friends on Friday that were um, coming to the Saturday service who lost everything in the Hurricane Harvey there in Houston and are still displaced and are in Lufkin right now, temporary, and they don't know what's exactly next. Man, do you know, though, that this wasn't the only Hurricane Harvey that hit America? We also had the Hurricane Harvey in Hollywood, the Harvey Weinstein thing just recently. That was a hurricane. You know, that was crazy, all the sexual misconducts. And here's how quickly the world can change. A Hollywood that glamorizes and idolizes sexuality and freedom of sexual expression, how quickly the world can change when we see that when you take a beautiful gift of God and try and make it just a a commodity or a utility, how, how quickly that can damage people, how quickly the world can change. You know, um, I don't know a lot of Spanish, but this last year I don't, I do know the despacito. I don't know the words, so I say burrito. My kid's favorite Pixar movie is Finding Nemo. My son gets sick on hot Cheetos. Despa. Anyway, despacito is in how quickly the world can change. We got, hey, hey, some of you might remember this, the old, the old Brill Cream. Do you remember Brill Cream, some of you older uh, folks? Uh, there, was a, there was a slogan for Brill Cream, very popular slogan, and it was this, a little... A little dabble, do you? How quickly the world can change. You know, that's a dab now. <laughs> a little dab. What? My grandma saw that in the first server. She's like, what are you doing? Don't, don't. She goes, is it like this? I said, yes, grandma. We'll practice at Christmas. <sighs> hey, what about hashtags? You know, it used to just be called the pound sign on your telephone. But now we got hashtag this and hashtag that and hashtag it's just a bunch of words pushed together because it's the cool thing to do on Facebook instead of writing out real sentences because who would want to be grammatically correct when they're writing sentences because this is totally easier to understand. Am I right? Hashtag. Paola Middle School where I grew up, Paola Middle School, sixth grade. By the way, they weren't very clever with the whole name of the school. I was in the band, played the trumpet. On my band clothes, P-M-S. I kid you not. <laughs> Paola Middle School. Board meeting in Paola, Kansas. Hey, guys, we're going to build a new middle school. What should we call it? <laughs> I know. Anyway. Sixth grade, Mrs. Sipe. I did not get along with Mrs. Sipe, math teacher. Sent me to the principal's office with a note the note said, Jeremy won't stop fidgeting in class. How quickly the world can change. This is the number one gift in 2017. Fidget spinners. Because you know we need more of that, everyone. 
my wife at the, begin, at the beginning of the school year was like pumped up, excited, enthusiastic, like, I mean, crazy, ready to go. She was saying to me, this, Jeremy, is the year. The naysayers can't can just, you know, kiss it. This is the year the Cowboys go all the way. How quickly the world can change. <laughs> How quickly the world can change. She was saying to me this morning, there's still hope. There's still hope. There's, there, there's, there's 29 teams that have to lose today and then mathematically, if my calculations are correct, you know, <laughs> 29 teams need to blow up and then we're good. Uh, hey, you know, Monday after Thanksgiving, friends of mine in the church, um, watching a late night movie, go to bed, and a few hours later she wakes up and she finds her husband passed away. Just over 50 years old, how quickly the world can change. And I think of Christmas story, and I think of an angel tapping a teenage girl on the shoulder, saying, you're going to carry the son of the living God. And I, and I know you don't understand all this. She had to ponder it in her heart. She, she couldn't fathom all that was about to happen. How quickly her world changed. Her boyfriend Joseph gets the news and doesn't know what to do. In fact, he's thinking about bolting on the deal. And he doesn't want to embarrass her or embarrass him. Uh, but he's also a follower of the law. And this just isn't right. And so he's just going to kind of do it quietly. But an angel says, hey, hey, Joseph, no, no, no. You're going to, as an earthly father, you're going to raise this boy up and teach him your trade. He's going to wear your tool belt as a little boy. And then he's going to grow into it. And he's going to learn how to make cabinets just like you and be a carpenter and and he's going to be the Messiah, but you're going you're gonna to show him how to just do, just do real stuff. How quickly the world could change. And, you know, after the manger, you fast forward 30 years and you walk into the scene where Jesus takes off the tool belt and he gets into the Jordan River and he's baptized and the sky splits open. And the voice of God himself says, this is my son and I'm so proud of him. Jesus launches into three years of bold, miraculous ministry, how quickly the world began to change. Because instead of the people going into the place of God, God was coming to them. And on the streets, a lame man is not able to walk in just a moment with Jesus in the intersection of his life, and he walks his body is restored. And a man blind at birth who doesn't know the color of an apple, the color of dirt, just says, have mercy on me. And Jesus heals him and he can see for the first time. And he, when he tries to explain, he's like, I'm not going to tell you any kind of theological deep truth. All I know is I was blind and now I see how quickly his world changed. He's got a crowd with him that are so hungry and he just finds a little kid that's got leftovers from catfish cane. And he feeds thousands of people. How quickly their world changed. His friend Lazarus, dead for four days. His sisters wanted Jesus to come quicker and, and heal him or, or before he died. But he's dead and he's four days. And it's four days. The, the, even the girls, his sisters are like, I don't know if you should do this or not, man. He's going to be like stank nasty. Literally, that's in the Bible. You should read it. You should read it. It's cool. But he says, Lazarus, come forth. And in front of a crowd of witnesses, 
This is like a make or break. You would think that raising the dead would be like that's the pivotal moment where everybody begins to follow him. But it doesn't matter what, what Jesus does. If people don't choose to believe, there were a lot of people that saw that and they actually plotted to kill him because of it. They, they actually said, this is too much for me. They couldn't handle him, how quickly the world was changing. And just as quickly as it was getting off, it was like it, it screeched to a crazy halt because... He's falsely accused and he is forcefully arrested and savagely beaten. What started with choirs of angels and a beautiful star and, and a sweet manger and the supernatural event of his birth, it leads into 30 years of quiet, anonymous preparation into three years of public ministry into three hours of divine purpose. And Jesus pays for our sin. He pays by giving himself as the sacrifice that bridges the gap between us and God. And for centuries and centuries, they were trying to bridge the gap themselves by what they could do. And Jesus comes way more than a manger, way more than a sweet baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. He comes as the savior of humanity and he's, he's hung on a cross between two common criminals and he gives his life and the mom who wrapped him in, in, in the, 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 the swaddling clothes, the mom who the, who the guy said there's no room in the inn, she watches now her son and she's got to think how quickly the world is changing. The disciples... They, they run to the safe house. They're afraid that they're going to be next and they're going to be next to be executed because they were followers of Jesus and they're hungered down. The kerosene lamps are dim and the shutters are, are shut and the, the door is like click, 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 dead bolted. And I wonder if they said to each other, whoa, the Messiah is not supposed to die. How quickly the world changes. <laughs> but three days later, he bursts back to life. And he's seen by his friends and his families and his followers. And uh, for 40 days, he's doing more miracles and teaching more. And he's talking more and he's helping more. And he's bringing more hope and light and, and grace. And 40 days in, he gets ready to ascend back into heaven. And he says, man, I've, I've been a part of changing the world, but I want to still change the world. And I want to change the world through you. And I'm going to give you my spirit. I'm going to give you my power and my grace and my light and my love and my hope and my, and my kindness and, and my fruit. And I want you, because there's a hurting and broken world, I want you to carry that light, that hope, that grace to a hurting world. Because Jesus loves to see lives changed. And ever since the birth of the Jesus whose birthday we celebrate today and tomorrow, he has been radically changing lives. Radically. And, and, and as a pastor, I'm relatively young, but I've been pastoring now for 20 years. And I can tell you that I have had a front row seat to how Jesus changes a life. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen the hurt. I've seen the brokenness. I have a front row seat to marriages and I have a front row seat to funerals. I have a front row seat to, to uh, babies that are being dedicated and to children who die. And yet I've seen in the middle of the triumph, in the middle of the tragedy, how God can change people. Now I know though in a room this size, 
And in families that surround you, there's some skepticism about change. There's some people, even here in this room, would say, people don't really change. People don't, I mean, come on. You know, they, they might bite their bottom lip and they might have some moral restraint, but do they really ever change? Because you can't, leopard don't change his spots and that's my uncle and he, don't go, he ain't going to change. I don't care who you say, I don't care what you say. Or that, I just know them and I know what they're doing and I know people and I know humanity and basically we're just a little bit stronger than the animals, but we're just animal instincts and people don't change. You know why people say that? Because I believe they've never really experienced true life change in themselves. Because if they could experience that own, their own life change, they would know people can change, how quickly the world can change. But you know, a lot of people live in the same old, same old. You know what the same old, same old life looks like? Some of you might be living it. I know I've lived it before. I've had seasons of living the same old, same old. You turn off the same old alarm at the same old time. You get out of the same old bed and go to the same old bathroom. Look in the same old mirror at the same old face and take the same old shower with the same old shampoo. You know. <laughs> you go to the same old kitchen and... Pour the same old coffee in the same old mug and get the same old keys and you kiss your same old wife goodbye. <laughs> oh. and you get in the same old car and go to the same old job and you do the same old work and listen to the same old boss say the same old jokes and laugh the same old fake laugh. Until the same old time that you clock out of the same old way and get in the same old car and go back the same old way to the same old house and do the same old chores until you sit in the same old chair and watch the same old shows until you go to bed at the same old time in the same old bedroom and you ask that same old wife that same old question and you get the same old answer. <laughs> I better hurry. You put your head on the same old pillow and you hit the same old alarm over and over and over and over until you die. And the people that live the same old, same old life, I want to say to you, if that happens to, to be how you feel, there's more. There is so much more. And Jesus did not come from heaven giving up a golden throne and a scepter and a crown to take on a manger and then a bath towel for you to live same old, same old. He's got a beautiful life for you a life beyond what you could even ask for or you could even imagine if we will embrace who he is every single day not just a thought or a concept or a philosophy in the christmas season because here we are celebrating how quickly the world can change and it starts with the three simple words the three simple words, God with us. And I know some people try and they want God with them. And so what they do is they try and get things right. They, they, they bite their bottom lip and they, and they go through and they try and clean things up so that God will be with them. But that's not the way he designed it. In fact, there's Celtic tradition for years and years, the Celtics celebrated this, this, uh, this tradition of before Christmas, leading up to Christmas Day and Christmas Eve, they would take hours upon hours upon hours, and they would clean. I mean, what kind of tradition is that? That's, like, that's, a, that's a tradition that parents made up for their kids, I promise you. you know? It's time to clean the house, Merry Christmas, you know, whatever. But, I mean, they would spit shine the floors and they would shine the silver and they'd make the china glow and they'd, they'd get out the pledge and they'd get out the Windex and they would clean their homes. And when the home was finally clean, here's what they'd do. They would light candles and they'd set them in the windows. 
It was their candlelight moment. They'd hang wreaths, and it was, it was a symbol to say to their community and to God, Jesus, we've cleaned house. You're welcome here. We've, we've turned the light on for you. You're welcome here. But Jesus, he's not looking for you to clean up you. Jesus comes and says, I want to step right into the mess of your life. Why do you think he's born in a barn? He's used to messy stuff. He's not born in, in a throne room in a beautiful palace. He says, I know what it's like to walk into dirty situations, and it's what I'm best at. God did not send Jesus to make shiny people shinier. He came to help dirty people and hurting people and broken people become whole and find help and find hope. That's the God with us. And so if you're here and you've been trying to fix things, or maybe if I go to church or if I do this or if I just stop doing that or if I you know, kind of lean away from that habit, then maybe Jesus will be happy. He wants to get into the middle of stuff and says, hey, I want to be with you. I don't want to just, I, I don't want to just you figure it out and then I'll come to you. I want to help you figure it out and I'll be with you. And I wonder how many of us are three simple words away from your life quickly changing. The, the key words are God with us, but maybe there's some three simple words that if you were to pray them this, this season, if you were to pray these three simple words, maybe, just maybe, your world could radically change. For some of you, the three simple words you need to pray have to do with the reality that maybe you walked in and you sang joy to the world, but there's nothing really joyful about what's going on. Because maybe there's a hurt. Maybe there's a wedge in a relationship. There's a relational rift. There's a hurt. Something's been, been uh, damaged by something you said or they said or we all said. And now Christmas is coming and you don't want to pick up the phone or you're not going to see them. Or you've crossed your arms and you're tapping your foot and say, until they get it right. Or maybe you've done something and you're too embarrassed to admit it. And, but you want to make it right. Do you know how quickly your world could change if you would say these three simple words, I am sorry? Maybe there's somebody this Christmas, the best gift you could give is, is find the boldness and the courage to just say sorry. Or maybe the, the words would, say, would be, please forgive me. But man, you've just been too proud to say it. But these are key words that could really, really change your world. Maybe it's not even you saying sorry or you saying please forgive me. Maybe what you need to say that could radically change your world this Christmas is I forgive them. Because you're just at a place where you're hanging on to it and, and, and you are tied up. You know what you do? You know, you know the thing about holding an angry pit bull by the ears? You can hold an angry pit bull by the ears. And here's the deal. If you let it go, you may get bit. But if you don't let it go, you're going to have to carry that pit bull for the rest of your life. And you know how inconvenient that's going to be for you? Hey, yeah, um, I'd like a number two uh, with a, a large drink. Don't mind this pit bull. I'm just hanging on to it here. That's how some of you are with unforgiveness. It's like holding that in your hands. You've got to let that go to go to the next place. You know, maybe you're not here, maybe you're here and it's not this, but maybe you're here and life, to be honest with you, is out of control. You're, you're, you're spending a little too much. You've been eating a little too much. Maybe, maybe you're drinking too much. 
And it's not just, you know, maybe you say, I don't know, I'm fine, I'm fine. But other people are seeing this and they're concerned and they're talking to you and they care about you and they love you. And you say, ah, I got this, don't worry about it. And maybe you are thinking to yourself, I got to rein this in. I got to rein in the drink. I got to rein in the, the eating. I got to rein in the, the spending. I got to rein in the emotions because your emotions are out of control. Your three words that maybe if you prayed those, I believe that could change your world, they would be Jesus, help me. Because, you know, we just don't have enough strength to do this thing on our own. Maybe you're here and it's not Jesus, help me, but you're here and you're dealing with a bad medical report. You're here and, and you're at a place where, where you, you don't know the answers. The doctors doesn't necessarily have some ideas. And so maybe it's a prescription. Maybe it's a change of habit. Maybe it's a treatment. But the three words I would encourage you to not get tired praying to, to say them over and over again. You don't wake up Jesus with your prayers because he doesn't sleep on you. But to be unashamedly and just, just consistently saying, Jesus, heal me. You can pray to Jesus like three simple words this Christmas could radically change your world. Some of you are dealing with an empty chair this Christmas. Maybe it's a loved one that you've lost, or maybe it's a marriage or a relationship that's broken. Janet was in the Walgreens right down the street just two days ago, and she's waiting in line to get some film developed, and the elderly woman in front of her with tears dripping off of her chin onto her sweater, saying, I can't stress to you enough how important it is for you to treat this carefully. These are the last five pictures I took with my husband. And he died suddenly in our kitchen. And these are my last moments with him. Please, please be careful. And maybe you're like that woman or maybe you're like my friends who lost their husband, their dad, their grandpa. Just suddenly on a Monday night after Thanksgiving. Maybe you're here and you have a loved one that's not able to be here because they're traveling or they're out of town or out of state or out of country. And the prayer, the three simple words you can pray are, Jesus, comfort me. Comfort me. You know, his business is not just comfort those that have got stuff together. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 34, he's close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Maybe you're here and you've been a follower of Jesus, but you've drifted. And you've kind of gone on your own path. And you know the way you ought to be going, but, but you know, you know that the way you're going is not the way you should be going. Decisions you're making are not the decisions you should be making. The, the, the things you're giving into are not the things you should be giving into. And the truth is, when we have a path and we recognize it and we want to follow it, but then we, we drift from it, it, when we go against the path of Christ and we do our own path, that's sinning. That's what sin is. You know, this, the whole concept of sin is like shooting an arrow. It's an archery term where the arrow, it misses the mark and it falls short. So when we read in the Bible, all have sinned and fall short. When we sin, we, we miss the mark. And so maybe you're going on the wrong path and you're missing the mark. You're sinning. Your three simple words could be, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. I'm missing the mark. You know, 
one thing people have a problem with here on forgiveness and everything else is the guilt and the shame they carry. And Jesus is so much quicker to forgive us than we are to forgive ourselves many times. But I want to remind you of the scripture that says in Psalm 103, he's removed our sins. As far from us as the east is from the what? That's a far away. And you know, there's a lot of talk about the North Pole at Christmas. You take, a, you take an airplane, you start heading up to the North Pole. You can get up and around, around the globe to the North Pole. But once you get past the North Pole and you start going back, you, you, you stop going north and you start going what? Yeah, exactly. You change directions. And then if you get south and you start going, you're going north again. But you see the concept that the author of this psalm says? You start going east. There's no change in direction on that. And when you ask Jesus to forgive you, to remove your sin, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he removes it. So some of you, you're carrying stuff that Jesus said, I already forgave you for that. Let it go. Come on, let's go as far as the east is from the west. Maybe you're here and you're reverberating with fear because you've got a decision to make and you don't know which way to go, what to do, what to say. Whether it's a job or it's a relationship, should I marry him? Should I marry him? Should I marry him? (laughs) Some of you are like, I wish I had those options, you know. What job do I take or where do I find a job? Do I stay in Lufkin? Do I go on? What college do I go to? Do I stay close to home? Do I spread out? Financially, do we make this decision financially? Uh, You know, when do I retire? Should I wait? Should I do it more? What about this medical? Do do I go with what the doctors are saying or do I seek out a second opinion? There's a lot of, you're, you're in this decision and you need to simply pray three simple words. Jesus, guide me. Guide me. I t- t- tell you what, I-, I-, I can tell the difference between someone who is a strong, trained staff member in a large department store versus someone who's just kind of there and-, and-, and new or they don't have good leadership development skills. Because if I go to one department store and say, hey, um, where's the peanut butter? If they say, uh, over there, you kind of go three, th- three aisles or something. If you get to the toilet paper, you've gone, gone too far. But I tell you what's really good is when they say, hey, follow me. So I'll show you right where it is. Come here. And they drop what they're doing and they head. Boy, that's, that's a game changer. If you're in sales like that, that's a game changer. Because it's a difference between kind of pointing the way and guiding. And, you know, Jesus doesn't say, okay, well, you just figure all this out. And you know, and when you, when you get six months in there, watch out for that addiction. And when you go over here, make sure you don't make that. I'm watching you. He says, hey, follow me. Come on. You, you, you want to get there? Let's go together. And he guides us. And you can trust his footsteps. Ultimately, maybe you're here and you're dealing with three simple words that I believe are the three most dangerous words you could be dealing with. All of us. And maybe you're dealing with the three simple words. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I don't mean of your business or your staff or your family. I mean when it comes to the decisions I make and the morality I choose and, and decisions I make on my emotions and my finances and, and my sexuality, my hormones, anything like that, I'm in charge. I make the final say. And what I want to challenge you to do is this Christmas, three simple words that could really change that trajectory. Because when we're in charge, 
we need saving from that because we do not need. We, we, we are not strong enough and good enough to be better than God, to be our own guide, our own authority. That's why he gives us the word to be the final authority for our life. And so maybe your words you need to pray this Christmas are simply, Jesus, save me. Save me from my own being in charge, from my own final authority. I want you, no matter the consequences, in fact, if you will obey God and leave the consequences to him, you will live way more than a same old, same old life. Obey God in everything. Trust him in everything and leave all the consequences to him. You'll be in the right place and how quickly your world can change. But you need to pray, Jesus, save me. You know what the Bible says? I love it. Anyone, what? Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know what anyone means? Anyone. You know what it means in the Greek? Anyone. That's what it means. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yes, even your mother-in-law, I know. Anyone. Cowboys fans and Texans fans. City girls and country girls. Star Wars fans and normal people. I'm kidding, Star Wars fans. Put the lightsaber away. Three beautiful words that change the entire world. God with us gives us the ability to say these three simple prayers, these three simple word prayers to Jesus the Savior, Emmanuel. So maybe you're hearing one or two or eight of these are what the are the three simple words you need to be praying this Christmas? As you take a look, is there one that pops out to you? Because not only do we do this on our own and we think this through, but the Spirit of God loves you so much that He, would, he wants to speak to you about this too. Not just you contemplate. He wants to speak to you in your heart, in your mind about the prayers you need to be praying. Would you close your eyes with me this morning? I'm going to ask nobody get up, nobody walk out, nobody move around. This is a very spiritual moment, and just for this moment, if you're here today and you need the boldness and the courage to forgive or to say you're sorry, I want to pray with you. And I'm not going to embarrass you, but I am going to ask you to respond. And if, if that's you and you say, Pastor, would you include me in the prayer of boldness and courage for forgiving and for, for maybe, you know, saying I'm sorry? If that's you, would you just put a hand up in the air and then put it down? Oh, yeah, 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 me too, me too. All over the room, all over the room, hands all over. You're not alone. You can put your hands down. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you would supernaturally give them that boldness and courage in the words and to get, to get away from the vicious cycle of repeating that, that injury or repeating what, how they got wounded in their mind and they'd step out of that cycle, out of that same old, same old and they would forgive or they would go to that person and give a beautiful gift of an apology or just the words, I'm sorry. In Jesus' name. With heads still bowed, if you're here and you're asking the Lord to be, you're praying the prayer, Jesus, comfort me, guide me, heal me. If that's you, would you raise a hand? I want to pray for you. God, you're close to those that are hurting. 
close to those that are broken, close to those that are wounded. Thank you. You're with us. You're with us. We don't walk alone. Comfort them, Holy Spirit. If you meant for life to always be comfortable, you would not have sent us the greatest gift of all in the Holy Spirit who is our comforter. So comfort them, Jesus. And I still close and heads bowed. And maybe you're here and you, you, you came because it's the thing to do at Christmas Eve or maybe you just came with family. But this is an intersection of your life to make the decision to invite Jesus to be the center of your life, the Lord of your life, to begin to follow him in the way to live, in the way to lead, in the way to If you're here and you need to ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life for the first time or maybe the first time in a while because you've drifted, if that's you, you say, Pastor, I want to pray to ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior for the first time or, you know what, I need, I I, I have kind of, I've drifted away. Would, Would you, would you? Would you add me into a prayer for that, Pastor? If that's you with boldness, would you put a hand straight up in the air? I want to pray for you. Best decision you can make on Christmas Eve. Yes, several hands, several hands. I'm looking across. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You can put your hands down. In your own words, you just say this prayer like this. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I make a terrible savior for myself. I can, I can fix mistakes, but I cannot fix sin. I can't fix my separation. Only you can do that. And I invite you into my life to lead me and to guide me to not only be my savior that washes my sin away, but be my Lord, which guides me. And you are the, the final, I invite you to be the final authority in my life. Thank you, Lord. I believe you have saved me today. You're my God, and I'm going to follow you. And I don't even know exactly what to do next, but I'm thanking you that you're with me, and I don't have to figure it out on my own. Thank you for showing me what my next steps are. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, would you look up here and now pull out that Christmas survey? And this is the moment where we all participate. We're going we're, we're to do this Christmas survey. We're going to receive our offering, our Christmas offering. And then we're going to sing one final song together and we're going to light our candles. Oh, by the way, before I give you this survey thing, just to let you know, um, we have had rogue candle lighters in the building the last three services where someone just kind of like, hey, let's just start lighting candles. We're going to start at the bottom and we'll just move our way up and it's going to be beautiful and you're not going to be left out. So don't feel like you have to start it in the back, baby. Get the fire going in the back. We will will get you, I I promise. And it'll be a fun thing. And there's actually a meaningful reason why we should be lighting each other's candles starting from here all the way back. And I'll talk to you about that when we pray, okay? But the annual Christmas survey, hold that up and we're going to fill this out now. It looks like this. It's A, B, C, or D. Everybody in the room, everybody in the room is going to do this, okay? So grab a pen, borrow a pen, get into your neighbor's purse and grab a pen. Don't do that. Don't do that. That was a joke. You don't want to pull back a nub. (laughs) But here's what we do. Maybe you're in A. Okay, you'll circle A if you would agree with I'm following Jesus. and means I'm already in a real relationship with Jesus. 
Okay, you just, you just mark A. You're not perfect, nobody's perfect, but you're following Jesus, okay? B would be, Jesus, I surrender. And that means I'm ready to begin a real relationship with Jesus. Maybe you prayed and followed me in that prayer today, or maybe just you're deciding for yourself right now, I want to begin to follow Jesus. And you'd say, Jesus, I surrender. You'd mark B. Maybe you're C, and it's Jesus, I've drifted. Where you've asked him to be the Lord of your life before, but your walk and your talk and kind of the direction you're going is counter to where you know you need to be going and you want to begin again a real relationship we want to be praying over these abcs and d's and here's the d and the d is i'm still considering and you know what if you're in this church and maybe you're like i didn't really even want to be here but my grandma said come on and i so i just came or I, there's snow and I brought my kids, but this really isn't my thing. And so you just say, hey, I'm, I'm still considering. I don't, know if you, I don't even know if Jesus is really for me. I, I'm kind of just trying to figure this out. I want you to know you're welcome here. This is a church anyone can come to. And, and, and you, we want to help you consider. This church is not for people that have already got it figured out. Trust me, I'm the pastor. I don't got it figured out. But I'm following. I'm following. And there's been times I've drifted but if you're still considering man feel that out. i want to be praying for you but it's important now listen it's important that if you feel like you're still considering that you need to mark that so you remember 2017 christmas because before you know it how quickly the world goes it's going to be christmas 2018 and if you're still considering friend you're living the same old same old and god has more for you so i'm gonna step back 20 seconds now take a moment reflect Fill out the survey, and then I'm going to give you direction on how to receive our Christmas offering. Okay, so here we go. We're going to receive these as we receive our offering. So all these survey cards are going to go in along with our gifts. And if you're a guest in the house, you don't feel obligated and arm twisted or anything to give in the offering. But our church, we, we love to practice generosity. And if, and if you know, if you're a part of Timber Creek Church, it's a good thing to give. Cows moo and dogs bark and, and cats, who cares what cats do? But Christians, they give. They, they, they give. It's, it's just kind of a... It's just part of our DNA. And so generosity is a beautiful thing. Can I challenge you with something, though? Can I challenge you? Will you let me challenge you? Yes or no? Okay, good, good, good. Okay, let me challenge you. If you got your Christmas shopping list done, can I invite you to think about this offering as a gift to Jesus? I mean, it's his birthday. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, happy birthday, Jesus. We got all these gifts, but oh, whoops, sorry, bud. Like, this is an opportunity where in our end-of-the-year giving, when we're generous, we're giving to Jesus. And let me tell you what you're doing when you give through Timber Creek Church. We're feeding almost 500 kids every month globally and providing a food pantry for people that need it most right here in Angelina County. We, we, we are helping women who are stuck in a vicious cycle of sex trafficking break that cycle by giving them life skills on how to start their own business with pottery and jewelry and raising animals and 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 uh, learning how to run a cafe a barista coffee shop and we're helping with after school care for their children a lot of these women that are in sex trafficking we use a ministry called project rescue 
they, they, they get pregnant, they have these kids, and the kids are just kind of at the home, and we're, we're helping support an aftercare program for their kiddos. We are launching a prison campus of Timber Creek Church in the Dieball Correctional Center at the end of January. And we're going to provide a new sound system and, and some new stuff for the Dieball Correctional Center there, and some screens and some stuff. And we want to make it, we want to make it an oasis for the, the people that come out of the, I mean, just basically the gray walls and the gray floors. We want to create that center right there in Dieball Correctional Center. We, we want to give it a fresh place where they walk in and it's like, whoa, there's something different here. I have on my desk a lease for 20,000 square feet of a building in Nacogdoches to start our second campus, our second location, Timber Creek Church, Nacogdoches. I have it just waiting to sign. The lawyers are giving it a, a one more look through. But man, we're ready to launch. And when you give a gift to Jesus today, just know that's what we're doing with it. You know, my salary doesn't go up or down whether you give today. I have no you know, hidden agenda. Uh, the, the, this team takes good care of me. But boy, what a beautiful thing to celebrate Christmas by giving a gift to Jesus. But it may, even if you don't have a gift financially to give today, that's okay. Your, your Christmas survey is your gift. That's your gift. It's okay. God, I pray that you'd bless this offering. I pray that it would be a blessing to you, Lord. And you know, God, we all know that like December 25 isn't really like the exact day of your birth. But it's a day we set in the calendar to just say... Thank you. Thank you. Where would we be without the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of you, Jesus? We're giving so small compared to what you've already given to us. So we bless you, Lord, with these surveys and with our gifts. May it, be a, may it, may it bring joy to you, Lord, as we sacrifice in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Stephen's going to sing us this song and lead us, and then we're going to do our candlelight service and, and, and have a, a wonderful moment where we light our candles together and sing and pray. Uh, God bless you as you give. Yeah.
you to take those candles in your hand and we're going to have a time where Pastor Jeremy and Janet will begin to light those candles here in the front and it will go to the back. So at this time, would you stand together and light those, hold those candles as we sing?
here today and you have a uh, loved one who is serving in our armed forces, would you raise your candle, loved one? We want to we want to pray over your loved ones today, Janet. Lord, we pray blessings over our armed forces, those men and women who are sacrificing and serving our country. God, wherever they are across the globe, I pray, Father, that you would surround them with your presence, give them peace, comfort them, protect them, be with their loved ones here as they miss them, fill their home with your presence, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're here this morning and you have a physical need in your body or someone that's a close family member, would you raise a candle? We want to pray for you as well. Jesus, you know every need represented in this room. We pray healing in bodies, Lord, that have been suffering. There is no sickness, no illness, no disease that is too great for you. In the name of Jesus, would you bring healing and restoration into these bodies and comfort into their hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Now, folks, listen, listen close. Last service was the first service I said this in. I didn't, I didn't think of it for Saturday. But I want you to, to hear this closely. Do not let the beauty of this moment, because this is a beautiful moment of tradition, of lighting candles. But don't let the beauty of the moment hide the power of the symbolism of this moment. Jesus, the light of the world, comes down and brings the light into the darkness. And there is a reason why we light a candle and from one candle another candle is lit and then another candle is lit and another and before you know it this entire room is illuminated by one candle shared with everybody else when jesus comes to the world he did not he did not make the decision to only in himself tell the story of good news he left that with you and I. And the same way we light one another's candles behind us and in front of us and beside, beside us is the same responsibility we have as Christ followers for those that are in darkness, for those that are hurting, for those to bring the light to them. So don't let the powerful symbolism be lost in the beauty of this moment. You're called just as much as I am to share the good news and the light to the world. I love this old Christmas carol. Would you sing it with us? Team, would you lead us?
You can blow your candles out. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I want you to invite you back for next Sunday, December 31st, worship and communion. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Love to meet you out there in the lobby. Jane and I would love to say hi to you if you're a guest. Please say hi to us. We want to get to know you. Enjoy the festivities. God bless you.